Don't Cause a Ruckus is a completely fan-produced show of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment network. The first ever open-source professional sports league controlled entirely by you, the fans. If you'd like to watch live, tune into our Twitch, YouTube, or social media channels every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's time for Don't Cause a Ruckus with AJ Kaw and Jose Ruckus. What's up, Internet? Welcome to Don't Cause a Ruckus, a sports debate show that tries not to take itself too seriously. I am Jose Ruckus. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and arch enemy, AJ Kaw. What's going on, AJ? Not, not too much, man. Not not too much. How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, it was a fun weekend. You know, we had the Royal Rumble and stuff, which I I didn't care for the Rumble too much. I know you didn't really either. Nah, it was. Uh, I I think it was one of the worst Royal Rumbles in a while. I, I there were so many botches, like Kofi Kingston two years in a row with his uh, last second save. Yeah, they haven't gimmick. gotten those right. But, I mean, they've reached the point where, like, this is, like, the 17th one that he's done. They have to get really outlandish with him. He's going to start missing some of them. Yeah, but this one was just dangerous. He, like, hit his head because yeah. he was trying to get on an office chair that, like, swings wildly. Like, I wasn't a fan. Uh, they Rey Mysterio, up the Mysterio. Yeah. didn't even show up. Like, what? <laughs> like, te- technically, he won. Cody Rhodes went over the top. So, in my opinion... <laughs> Ray Mysterio is technically. Well, this is the, they, they. This happened with uh, who? What? Curtis Axel and uh, Hornswoggle. Like, this yeah. happened a couple times, but uh, yeah, it's not a fan. It is what it is. It, I thought it was mid. I thought it was just like a mid tier. I just it wasn't that great. But yeah. uh, you know, we got a we got a big show for you. A whole bunch of NFL news, um, and you know, it's uh, it's WNBA signing day, so we'll get into some of that later too. But let's start it off. Big news that came out this morning: Tom Brady has announced his retirement. Again. 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 Um AJ, is he actually retiring? I mean, I I I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I'd like to think that yes, he is, but uh he, he did this last season, right? Literally, literally this day last year. Literally he announced so, a retirement. So although like, although the, here here's here's what I'll say. Here's a big difference. If you actually go back and read that statement that he put out one year ago today, it's not actually a retirement announcement. I mean, he never says that he's retiring. It is a, it is him saying, Hey, I'm going to leave the bucks because he was going to the dolphins. And then he didn't because the dolphins got in trouble for tampering. I mean, I don't think that would have helped the dolphins in much this year. They had a great year this year. Um, No. Yeah, absolutely not. Probably a better year than they would have had with Tom Brady on their team. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I, I'd like to think that he is retired. Uh, I think that, and I also like to think that uh, Ritter was the one to retire him because he came in and just destroyed him. Uh, no, I, I genuinely think it's his time to retire. He's done anything and everything you could want. Uh, the NFL wrote it that way. He had the best script writer in the league. <laughs> um, no, uh, there's nothing really else for him to do. I just think he made a poor decision coming back this season. He should have left last year when he still had his family. He still had his wife. Yeah, it does feel. It, it does doesn't feel like this seem one like season too late for him personally. He um, it doesn't seem like he was worth it. So, so now this one, this one does feel like a legitimate. Like I watched the video and stuff, it does really feel like this is the end of uh, the Tom Brady era. Um, I will say this though. 
He's got a movie coming out really soon. This is good marketing for 80 for Brady. Oh my God. That is the dumbest movie I've ever. It's just old ladies loving Tom Brady. What? Who? Who's going to see that? I, I genuinely. I might. I genuinely want to know who this is like marketed to. Can can we get this in the can we get a poll put up? Are you gonna go see 80 for Brady? Yes or no? Can we get a poll on that? Because oh, I want to know in the audience, are you guys excited? Because I'm a little bit into 80 for Brady. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I think I, I'm a big fan of the TV show Golden Girls, and this feels like it's got a similar vibe to it. I there think I go. might be into it. I mean, if you're a Golden Girls fan, I just feel like I genuinely want to know how much was spent to make this movie and then how much money they get afterwards. Uh, I don't think they're going to recoup, if I'm being honest. But hey, what do I know? I mean, look, look, I'm just saying there's some great marketing going on right now with Mr. Tom Brady. Um, I will say, you know, shout out to Tom. The best to ever do it. Best quarterback ever. Um, maybe maybe not talent wise. Like, honestly, like you watch a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He was he's more talented than Tom Brady. Sure. But just the greatness level of Tom Brady. I mean, what are the best greatest winners in the history of sports? How hard it is to win a single Super Bowl after to, as of today, Tom Brady retiring. There is not another quarterback in the league right now who has more than one Super Bowl win. That's that's crazy. In the league currently, right? In the in the league currently, nobody else has more than one Super Bowl. You know who's celebrating right now? Falcons fans. Yeah. <laughs> We're done with him. We'd never have to see him again. <laughs> I think lots of teams are celebrating right now. I mean, Lots the NFC South are. is uh, it, literally anyone's game. Like, it was this season, but I feel like it's leaning more heavily towards the Falcons because of the amount of cap space they have and the young core that they have. They were battling this year when nobody thought they should. And yeah. I, I feel like this offseason, they're going to do a lot of moves. I think it's the Falcons. It's the Falcons, you know, division to win. So. I'm excited to see that happen. I hope it happens. I don't think they're going to do well because it's the Falcons. Let's be real. They never do well. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that division right now because, yeah, they like it was it was such a tire fire this year with everything that went on to it. And it I mean, who knows? Like, like what are the Saints teams? doing? You know, yeah. Wait, giving up their like coach to, to the Broncos, <laughs> former, former coach, former coach. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Before we get into that, let's look. We got another topic. This has been all over the internet this weekend. A certain hashtag's been trending since the uh, divisional championships. People are saying the NFL is rigged. Now, Arian Foster went on this podcast over this. on Barstool today. Um, what's uh, Macro Dosing? Is that the name of the podcast with PFT? I, I, uh, I think so. Yeah. And Arian Foster talked about the NFL, you know, getting a script in the preseason and stuff. AJ, what do you, how do you, what do you feel about this? A hundred percent. It's so true. I've known it from the beginning. Literally, it, I, I posted several things about this. Uh, it is first and foremost an entertainment league, so that means that they legally can rake this if they wanted to. That's not true. <laughs> Secondly, how do you know that that's not true? Look it up. Let's... How do I know that it's not true? Because it's literally a crime. <laughs> no, I don't know. They have gambling partners. That's a felony. <laughs> All I'm saying is I know of another league 
that is an entertainment league. And, uh, you know, you never know what could happen is all I'm saying, man. Uh, secondly, look at the – I've always thought this. Like the, the Atlanta Falcons in that Super Bowl, that entire season were completely dominant. That first half they were dominant. That mm-hmm. Those three quarters they were dominant. And then all of a sudden, bad calls – Poor defense, which it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I'm, all I'm saying sense. is, all I'm saying is, it, it, it maybe not everything, maybe not all the injuries. Some injuries, I'm just, just freaks acts in nature. I'm sure, but I'm sure like the the commissioner comes in every once in a while into a big game. Is like, all right, you're gonna fold. You're gonna take the fall on this. You one. you you what you want to know how you 100 know that the NFL isn't fixed. How? When was the last time the Cowboys went to a Super Bowl? Exactly, though. But everybody loves to hate the Cowboys. You really They're think- literally the most popular team in the league. The owner is the most powerful owner in the NFL. I'm just saying, man. And they haven't been to a Super Bowl losing. in over 20 years. The greater majority of the fan base, while they do have a big fan base, they have a lot of people that hate them, too, just as much. You gotta think what's what's a good storyline, man. But you you don't you don't have them go twenty years without winning a Super Bowl. You have to re up. I don't know, man. All I'm saying is, if if Jerry Jones knew this stuff was rigged and he was owning the Cowboys, that man's nuts. That man's insane. We would why he's made so much money though. He's made so much money. He wants us to win. Or is that just part of the persona that he's been told to play up? At the end of the day, if you're paid enough money, man, hey, if if somebody came up to me and was like, Here, yo, here's $10 million. We, you're, you own a football team. I just need you. People are billionaires. Exactly. It doesn't matter to them. They can do whatever they want. They no, can win money, the, lose money. For win Jerry game, Jones, the, Jerry Jones does not own the Cowboys as a money. Ma- jo- Jerry Jones owns it because it's a fun toy to own, and he wants that toy to be good. I'm just saying, man. It doesn't make sense. Some of these outcomes, it really doesn't. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that the, there's no way that you could just you know have a bad offensive coordinator or your defense just isn't actually that good. Okay. I mean, sure. Sure. Maybe. I mean, but at I, the end I of mean, the day, when you're like nine times out of 10, when you're dominating a game for three fourths of the game, a miracle comeback is rare and few and far between. Unless somebody comes in and is like, hey, hey, let me, let me grease know, the you, wheels you, you, a little bit. You say that, except for I feel like somebody has a miracle comeback against your team like every single year. <laughs> Not okay. Not when we were like literally the most dominant team all. And there are other there are other situations. I'm just going off the Falcons because that's the one I know the most. All right, that ball know, didn't man. break. That that final ball did not break. You know the line. Okay, so what whatever makes it feel better, man. Whatever makes they it. They didn't feel even better. go and review it. They're just like, yeah, touchdown. It's good. Let's keep it going. Anyway, new 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 season. I'm just, I'm not by it. I, this feels, this feels very Fox Mulder. I want to believe you got the poster on the wall there with the spaceship. But why would he lie then? That's my question to you. 
Why would he? He's telling a joke. Do you know who PFT is? Are you familiar with this podcast? Have you ever watched it before? I mean, yes, I have. That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of going with it and being the antagonist in this argument because it's Arian, fun. Arian Foster's a known troll. He's he loves to he loves to troll people. He lo- and I love I love all the tweets coming out of this. Oh, I dude, loved, it's great. Uh, Marlon Humphreys tweeting out, "Yeah, I gave up 400 yards to Jamar Chase because it was in the script." <laughs> Dude, yeah, hundred percent. They got to yeah. do that shit. It's it's now it's now the go to whenever you mean like, like whenever a player gets completely burned on a play. Now that's going to be that was all just part of the script. It's not my oh, fault. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Script. It's going to be great, and I love it because that's an easy out for anybody. It's it's been a wonderful day on Twitter seeing all these. I love the um, to Deshaun Watson reading the scripts from the last couple of years. Just like the yeah. memes, dude. Oh, the so memes cool. that have come out of this. Like, I, I've only seen two uh, related to the Falcons, and both of them are pure gold. It's the one we, we both talked about this beforehand, yeah. but uh, Tom Brady looking for uh, Matt Ryan during the Super Bowl one, and he's just smiling, like looking real hard. And then uh, Matt Ryan having to re- like, read it, <laughs> and it's just uh, Homelander going, No! What? No, I'll, t- I'll tell you what my favorite one, one was. Uh, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul, the yep. offensive line, uh, the defensive line who blew up his hands with a firecracker. There was yeah. one where it's Jason Pierre-Paul reading <laughs> the script and it's the Hannibal Burris clip of him just like looking at his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really good All one. All right, uh, let's go to the next topic. Because like we <laughs> mentioned, there's some coaching hires that have been going on in the last couple of days. Yesterday, the, uh, the, Titan, um, the, the Texans hired D'Amico Ryans, the uh, 49ers defensive coordinator for the last two years, and the Broncos traded, uh, I think they traded a first-round pick to get Sean Payton? Yes. That's interesting. Right? I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that's not the best. Like, look, I think Sean Payton's a really good coach. Like, obviously, you know, he was an offensive coordinator for the Cowboys when they were winning a lot way back when. And then, you know, his time with the Saints, he was really, really good with the Saints. Won a Super Bowl with Drew Brees. His offenses were always really, really good. But I don't think that that's going to mix well with what Russell Wilson looks like today. Um, I'm not sure that I would be worth a first round pick to fix this team. It feels like they're doubling down on going all in, even though they had a disastrous season last year. Yeah. uh, It doesn't seem like the smartest thing to do. Maybe it's the Denver mentality of like, let's write this ship by putting a new captain at the helm and maybe it'll work. It hasn't, it didn't really work in new Orleans. I mean, the Saints, what, they won once? I don't even think it was under him. Was it? Was it no, he was, he, was, he was there when they, they, he was they there, won okay. the Saints. Yeah. So, so he did it once out of what, like almost 20 years? <laughs> they, they, they went to the conference championship quite a few times. Obviously, they were, they were one missed PI call away from going to the Super Bowl there against the Rams, right? Sure, sure. But like... I don't think he was worth the trade, honestly. I, think I don't I don't think so either. I do think he's a good coach, but I don't think any coach is really worth a first round pick. Especially no. like especially when you're when you're when your team was that bad last year. I, I don't think that you're a coach away. And uh there were a lot of pretty good co but also like 
I will say Denver had tried to hire quite a few different people and they could not find a coach. So maybe this was last resort. Yeah. Um, There were some other interesting hires going on. Um, I don't know. And firings as well. I don't know if you saw this stuff. The Cowboys fired their offensive coordinator. And the plan is, is that Mike McCarthy is going to be calling plays next year. Um, That sounds terrible. Yeah. That's not going to work out as well as they hope. Uh, Yeesh. Ah, uh, man, the script for the Cowboys just keeps going bad. It's, like, yeah, it's it's a it, these these scripts aren't good. I, I not, don't know. It's good for them. Uh, uh, one other interesting hire that went on was the the Jets hired um the former head coach of the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, in hopes appears that they're hoping that because uh, Aaron Rodgers is a big fan of Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, he was Jets an offensive Jets, coordinator. Man. He was the offensive coordinator for the uh, the Green Bay Packers when they went to, um, I believe he was there both years that they went to the uh, the conference championship, the back-to-backs that they just had a while back. And um, th- I, it appears that they are hiring him as offensive coordinator for the Jets to lure Aaron Rodgers in a trade. Is Aaron Rodgers, like, is the, are, they, are the Jets and Aaron Rodgers away from a Super Bowl? No. Uh, the Jets are going to Jets. That's all this is showing me, that this is just following similar Jet fashion of making poor decisions to hope that it's like a long shot that they may win a Super Bowl chance with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is past his prime, guys. He needs to follow the Tom Brady route, just like Matt Ryan. Those those two guys need to follow Tom Brady's you know, lead and leave the league It's it's and retire. I don't want to say leave, but they got to retire. Do so in a in a leave the league in a in a proper fashion. Watching but, watching the Jets this last year, it did feel a lot like they were just any level of competent quarterback away from being really really good. You really think so? That de- the defense is incredible. They have they have an incredible great defense. defense. I'm not arguing the defense with the the offensive weapons that they have. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, like. It it literally felt like all they needed was somebody who could score two touchdowns a game, and they would like possibly be really competing for that division. Like they were they were on the bubble for playoffs already, and they have like who I think might actually be the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah, I mean, but that's like the issue with the league right now is like there's not many good quarterbacks out there. And the ones that people consider good or great are getting old. Like That's the true. GOAT just retired. Matt Ryan needs to retire. Aaron Rodgers, who we're arguing currently right now, should go to the Jets and potentially can change them, needs to retire. I think this is more of a like, should the Jets draft a quarterback? I don't. How I mean, old is this man? He won the MVP last year. I don't think I've ever seen that precipitous of a drop-off of a quarterback to be like, MVP last year needs to retire this year. When has that ever happened? The man is 40 years old. It happens when you hit your 40s. That's when it happens. You know why? Because your body starts giving out on you. Let me tell you something. They they almost made the playoffs. They almost made the playoffs, okay? They were like that close. They beat the Lions. They were in the playoffs. I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what the Jets O-line looks like. Do you think the O-line is good enough to keep the, Aaron Rodgers protected? The Jets protected? O-line is pretty good. It's not a great O-line. It's not one of the best in the league, but it is a good O-line. 
So, I mean, all I'm saying is Aaron Rodgers, I feel like, is one sack away from being, like, permanently injured. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I do like think, one I think good that there's... Sack. I think that the weapons are there. I think the defense is there. I do think that they are an Aaron Rodgers away from being a really good team. I, I disagree, man. Like, I, 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 I think this is a Jets are going to Jets move. I think, like, as much as they hope that it's they're one step away, I feel like... They're not. They're co- they they literally picked up the coach of the team that just got fired. Like uh you you think that that's good? that and Aaron Rodgers are gonna really take him to the Super Bowl? I disagree, dude. I'm I'm sorry. I trust I trust the talent. I don't trust the Jets. I will say that. I do <laughs> believe the Jets are going to jet. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, as good as he is, it's hard to overcome the Jets. But I, I do think that they're a yeah. quarterback away, and uh, a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers could be the thing that they need. Um, speaking of other quarterbacks, uh, it was announced today, uh, Brock Purdy is unfortunately going to have to have Tommy John surgery, which means he will miss the entirety of next season. This puts the 49ers in a really interesting place because they Jimmy Garoppolo is walking, and that means that they're going to have to at least go all in on Trey Lance next year or look for some kind of mid-level backup. Um, do you think like do you think that they should go in all in with Trey Lance or do you think that they should maybe try to go after like say a Baker Mayfield or something like that, some mid-level backup? Uh, honestly, I think Elui, I'm going to just try it. Elouion is right. I think they just draft another quarterback, put Trey Lance in front, get another backup quarterback and hope you get another diamond in the rough like you did with Brock Purdy uh you gotta trust your QB scout and the fact that like he found somebody that can take it and you know we've talked about it before this is probably one of the most dominant offensive teams if they just keep all their like pieces together any decent quarterback can helm this squad if you really want there's you know Stetson Bennett in the draft right now. I mean, he he probably dropped dr- dropped a little in ranking because of his mishaps lately. But you can pick him up, put him at the helm, and you got a potential first round like uh, not. I'm not gonna say first round draft, but you have a potential first like Super Bowl led like rookie quarterback besides Purdy. You know, like straight from the get go. Uh, so the. The the 49ers won't have a first or second round pick next year. They'll only have a third round pick. So I can see Bennett to... dropping to like fifth round, genuinely. I think that the, this is this is a great opportunity for the 49ers, if you think about it. Now, one, the 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 Super Bowl window for them is closing very fast. This is gonna oh, be yeah. the last year that they have Nick Bosa for on his rookie deal. They're gonna have to pay him a, a whole lot. bunch of money, and they probably don't have the money to pay him they will probably be losing Nick Bosa because they're they, the cap is getting really, really tight for them. They just traded for like the most expensive running back in the sport. Um, and and draft pick-wise, they don't have draft picks for a while because they traded a bunch of stuff, you know, to get Chris McCaffrey, to get Trey Lance. But what they have the ability to do right now is they know they can say, hey, we think we got something in Brock Purdy. They spent a lot to get Trey Lance. They were planning yep. on going all in to Trey Lance this year. That was before he broke his ankle. You get to say, hey, look, we get to go all in on Trey Lance this year, see what we have, see if he's actually good, and if that doesn't work out, we get Brock Purdy next year. It's not that bad of a place to be for the 49ers, I don't think. I do think that they should go after 
you pick up Baker Mayfield on a one year, one and a half million, two million dollar contract. That's not terrible for you. Um, and like, I don't know, Baker can check down to Christian McCaffrey, right? Like, that's not that big of a deal. Didn't work in Carolina. Maybe it'll work in San Francisco. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, you you bring up a good point. It didn't work in Carolina. Why would they do that? And I, if they're smart, they won't do that. I'm going to just say that. But, well, uh, their coaches are much better. That's fair. And the uh, offensive line is much better as well. I don't know. It's a I, lot of I think you, that are better. I think there. you spent so much on Trey Lance. Just Give let Trey Lance have the season. He, 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 it really feels like he hasn't had a full season to really show his talents. Like he's been hurt every time he's gotten an opportunity to show what he can, what he can do. So yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they're, they're they are in a good place right now because they have a surplus of quarterbacks, even though they're losing Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, give Trey Lance an opportunity. I just think it's like you said. Do you want to gamble? on Trey Lance on Nick Bosa's last year at the contract, or do you go all in right now? Cause if that's the case, maybe you take advantage and try to trade Trey Lance for something, you know, I mean, if you, if you can go out and get a quarterback, a, a really good quarterback for like one year, you can really go all in next year in this window. And I, you know, I heard that there is this like legendary quarterback who just retired from the game, you know, maybe there's still no got way one Tom more Brady's going to come back, dude. They can, cl- you, they can clear up, you know, a couple, uh, couple, you know, maybe 30 million in cap space. If they restructure things this year, move some stuff around, get Tom Brady one year, go all in with the goat. I don't think it's that bad of a plan. I think, I think it's a terrible plan, but Hey, that's just me. I'm not a GM. I'm not a GM. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this this next topic we got here. Um, so this year, I don't know if you I don't know if you checked this out, but the Pro Bowl is going to be a flag football game coached by the Manning brothers. Yep. Um, Peyton is going to be coaching the AFC. Uh, Eli's going to be poaching, coaching the NFC. And yeah, they're going to be playing flag football this year because players for the last few years have really been not doing anything in the Pro Bowl. It's been really embarrassing and stuff. Is this get you interested to watch the Pro Bowl, flag football, celebrity coaches? Is this enough? Or are you do you think maybe we need to get rid of the Pro Bowl? Uh I, I genuinely think we need to get rid of the Pro Bowl. I think there's I, I don't watch the Pro Bowl. I don't think I have ever watched the Pro Bowl. And I played dodgeball in college and I didn't watch it when dodgeball was a thing. I tried to, but I couldn't figure out when it was and where it was playing so i'd never watched it uh and you can't watch the whole thing afterwards which is lame i think they need to make it a little more accessible but besides all that just don't do it there's no reason instead what would be great to see do a celebrity bowl literally get as many celebrities as you can have them do a flag football if if not i would love a tackle game with celebrities and some retired nflers that are like healthy enough to do it you know make it make it easy for them like i'd like to see a michael vick peyton manning like flag football game with quavo and like who knows you know just give me more more people like that i don't really like the game of the pro bowl because yeah like i said nobody really tries in it but the idea of it being a flag football game intrigues me 
I'm I'm gonna watch it this year. Um, I really love the side events of the Pro Bowl. I love the skills competition. I love all that stuff. I watch all that stuff every year. It's the game itself that is a, because nobody wants to get hurt in the game and like making it a low risk flag football game. I think is enough to make it really interesting, and I'm gonna be checking it out this year. Okay, I, I hope it's interesting, man, because like. They got to they got to figure out something. And I, I do really like this idea of having the Manning brothers come in and coach the teams and stuff. I think that's going to be interesting. I think you're going to get a lot of content uh, out of that of the Manning brothers who are I don't know. I think they're pretty entertaining. Do you? I feel like we're getting enough of the Manning brothers. Like they're on commercials. <laughs> they're hosting what Monday Night Football. They're 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 all over the NFL. They love I, the Mannings. It's just a matter of time before you see Chet Manning in there just doing some things. You I know? I like I don't like the production of the Manning cast. Like I think like the layout and stuff. I don't think it's really well produced. But I re, I enjoy watching the Manning cast just because I do I do think that the two of them are pretty entertaining. Now the rest of this stuff I don't necessarily need. I don't need the commercials. I don't need you know them being on everything but let's just like this year the manning brothers will coach the pro bowl next year you get tom brady and i don't know who else drew Brees, maybe that would be you know, a good one do, yeah that'd be fine i'd watch you, you, maybe. just like switch it up every year get somebody else to coach i think celebrity coaches for the pro bowl is pretty fun. it'd be great if matt ryan retires matt ryan and tom brady <laughs> why not why not tell me why not Tell me I'm not. Uh, tell me I'm not. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if Matt Ryan has like you know the clout of a you know Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady. I don't know if he's. It's on not that, that. It's more just like, will he get revenge? You know. <laughs> I think that Maybe. is more of a storyline. People are going to be like, oh, I want to watch that. You know. All right. Uh, let's do the next topic here. So um, the very first bit of NBA a WNBA free agency came out uh, over the weekend. Candace Parker, legendary, one of the on on one of the five best players in the history of the WNBA. Easily. She's incredible. Two-time champion, two-time MVP. She announced this year she's going to be going to the reigning champion Las Vegas Aces. Now, yep. one, this is kind of neat. They're building a super team over there. They were already an incredible team. They were already the best team, and now they're adding one of the best players in the history of the sport. AJ, how do you feel about ring chasing? How do you feel about, because this is getting a lot of comparisons to, you know, Kevin Durant going to Golden State. There's a lot of people talking, you know, Charles Barkley going to the Suns. Like, how do you feel about people chasing rings? Do you think it's good for the sport? Uh, okay, so loaded question. Uh, normally, I hate ring chasing. Uh, I think especially for, you know, games like the NBA where, a lot of the players now have a lot of power and say in where they go. I love to see it when like players stay where they're drafted. Like give me a Kobe Bean Bryant where he's like in the Lakers the whole time. Like he loves that organization. He, you know, give me a Trey Young. Give me a Trey Young that wants to stay in Atlanta, even though, you know, the coach stinks. Give me a Dame Lillard that he's staying in Portland just because he loves the city of Portland, you know, these guys have the talent to go anywhere to win a, like a ring, but they have a loyalty to where they're drafted. And I've always loved and appreciated that in a player. Having said that WNBA needs 
way more attention on them. It is like very much underrated. I think there needs to be way more eyes on the WNBA. And if it means putting up super teams to get eyes on there, just because it's going to be a battle of the ages, then I say more power to it. I'm about that. I think it's a good idea, especially with, you know, after Kenneth Parker going to the va- like to the Aces in Vegas, uh, and then seeing Brianna Stewart go to the Liberty in New York, I think it's great. The Liberty have arguably like they 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 put it on ESPN. They have a new big three, and I love that because they're trying to battle what the Aces are doing. And if it's especially, you know, two different divisions or conferences, I think it's conferences in the WNBA, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if it's two different conferences, that means that they're going to end up playing against each other almost every time in the finals. That's great. I would rather see that in finals than what it's been in like the semifinals. So, you know, you've talked about it before. You said you're more of a WNBA fan than I am. So I'm going to let you go off, but I think it's great. So one thing I'll say is that like there's there's levels to ring chasing, right? Like one thing about Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors, I think left kind of a bad taste in people's mouth was that he won. He didn't win anything before that. No, he was like he was stuck. He couldn't get over the hill to finally win a ring. And then he went to Golden State, got his first ring. This well, is people were already upset won. about that because he, he was in Oklahoma City and Oklahoma City had a great chance. And Golden State were the ones that took him out of the playoffs that year. And instead of being like, I'm going to stick with my team that we have a chance of winning this as is. Because that was when he was with like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, they had Serge Ibaka. They Serge had Ibaka, uh, James Harden yeah. earlier James Harden. on. Yeah, exactly. So that was like, that was a good Oklahoma team. But when he left to go to Golden State, people are like, oh, you know, you're just leaving to go to the team that beat you. So it's a little yeah. different. I, and I, I think that if you've already won, it's a lot different. This is somebody who's already won two championships. This is somebody who has already conquered this sport. Exactly. For her yeah. now, she's at the end of her career. She's only going to be playing for a couple more years. Be like, I'm going to go to the best team in the league, and we're going to win a couple more championships. Please just on put a little note. extra on top. I, I, I like it, and I do. I think that it's great for that team. The Aces are one of the most popular teams. And yes, Freddie, these Aces are wild. Uh, I think that I think that they're super entertaining. Uh, if if you go back and watch just like the press conferences following their championship win last year, of just these ladies getting super trashed during the press conference and making jokes and stuff, they're awesome. I'm I'm really excited for it. But I mean, yeah, you you mentioned the some of the other interesting things going on in the WNBA free agency. So let's talk about some of that because yeah, Brianna Stewart just announced today she's going to the New York Liberty. She's joining Sabrina Ionescu over there, which makes them a genuine contender. She's arguably next to uh, the Aces, uh, Asia Wilson. Brianna Stewart's arguably the best player in the WNBA right now. And free agency is not over yet. And there's a lot of rumors right now that Courtney Vandersloot, another all-time great, another, you know, amazing, one of the best players in the league, and Candace Parker's former teammate, they're saying Kate, Courtney Vandersloot's going to go to the, the New York Liberty as well. And yeah, that'll. It's one thing to have one super team that dominates a league and, you know, it's a problem. Everybody hates it. You know, the Golden State Warriors for a long time were the only super team. And you could, you could say that, you know, what LeBron had going on there, but like it was like LeBron 
Kyrie is a legitimate superstar. Kevin Love was half a superstar. And then just like 10 guys who you don't even know the names of. Yeah. I prefer like having two legitimate super teams in one league is going to be super interesting. I think it's going to be incredible for the sport. I think it's really, really exciting. Um, I will say uh, LA signed a lot of really good players today. I don't think that it's going to be enough to compete against the Las Vegas aces, but good on them for, you know, putting, putting a good effort out there. So, uh, I mean, I just think it's funny because, like, if you look at a lot of the, like, good players that Chicago had on the sky, they're all leaving the sky. Uh, even uh, Emma Miesman, if I'm saying that yeah. correctly, she's an unrestricted free agent. She was the 2019 Finals MVP. And she's, like, a good good Robin, it seems, to a lot of these, like, quote-unquote Batman. And she is an unrestricted free agent has no, like nobody has like any idea where she's planning to go and that could tip the scales either way too if she goes to liberty that could make them even the slightest bit more powerful than the aces or just goes to the aces and powerhouse again <laughs> it, it is really interesting that like it feels like the chicago sky like hit their limit last year and yeah, all and the players just, are like okay like, we need to go somewhere else if we're gonna win some championships yeah it's kind of funny uh, uh, let's see, BC Lion, WNBA, when are the charters going to be established for the players? Heard some chat about that today. I'm not totally sure about that, BC Lion. Uh, there is, this was um, this was a huge part of the free agency talks for Brianna Stewart. She used her contract talks to negotiate charter flighting for the entire league, essentially. Um, right now, uh, so there was a rule in place that WNBA teams weren't allowed to hire charter flights for their players because it would be a um, essentially an unfair advantage for the teams that could do it versus the teams that couldn't, uh, which is stupid, and it's it has a real effect on the players and stuff. MLS went through a similar thing a couple of years ago. Charter flight is a really big deal on athletes. It's a huge deal for injury prevention and stuff like that. Uh, so uh, Brianna Stewart made it a focus of her free agency, figuring out how to get charter flights paid for these players i do think they're getting something figured out i'm not totally sure what it is but you've heard the guys like kyrie irving kevin durant have talked about this they want to get they want the nba to try to figure out a way to help the wa wnba get their charter flight situation figured out because yeah it's a big deal for athletes that they need to take care of it yeah so. i did not um, know that that was interesting yeah yeah it's 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 a big thing that's been happening over the last month or so in the wnba and like you know, some of the owners for the because like I'll, I'll say this, like say what you will about Mark Davis is the owner of the Raiders. He's a fantastic WNBA owner. He's the guy who owns the Aces um, and he's he's put a bunch of money into the Aces. Um, he skipped going to a big Raiders home game to go watch the Aces play in the championship. Like he really cares about the team and stuff. And he's been trying to get charter flights done for the Aces for a while now. So, yeah, it's been a big deal. Um Let's get to our last big news topic of the week. This came out yesterday. James Gunn was uh, he's he's the new CEO of uh, the DC Studios. They put out their essentially their Marvel Phase One for the DC Universe. They're calling it like Chapter One: Gods and Monsters. They announced a bunch of stuff: a new Batman movie, new Superman movie, a bunch of new TV shows. AJ, like so one. 
what are your overall thoughts about this uh, this chapter one plan? And then which of the projects are you most excited for? Uh, I okay, I'm, I have mixed emotions on this. Uh, one, I just got really invested in the actors and the characters that they were starting to build in the Snyderverse. So for them to kind of blow that up, especially when they have three more movies coming out with like blue beetle the flash and aquaman it just seems a little weird to just completely blow it up um well so but- I, be- I believe that aquaman 2 and blue beetle are going to take place after the reboot is what he said flash okay. is going to reboot everything and then aquaman 2 happens after the reboot so I don't think that we're actually getting like a hard reboot on a lot of things. Like it looks like Jason okay. Momoa is still going to be Aquaman going forward, which is weird. Yeah. So that makes me a little more happy. But he also chose some strange, strange like things to do first. Like the authority is kind of a weird one. It was a wild storm comic that kind of came out of nowhere. And it- it's cool, but to have a movie based on superheroes that nobody knows about. I, I think it's a gamble. I really yeah. do. I, I think he's trying to go for a guardians of the galaxy move with that one. Um, I, I'd love to see how it comes out, but I, I, I think it's going to come down to a lot of marketing. Uh, the lanterns TV show is one that I'm very excited to see. He keeps saying that it's going to be like true detective and green lantern, which I love because I wanted it to be a buddy cop kind of show and to have it have that serious tone to it, but also have it be like a, like an extraterrestrial thing. I think it's great. Um, the Paradise Lost one, I think is going to be cool just because you can see some like Amazonians understand the entirety behind the mythos in there and just how a world of women, you know, works and interacts and like how the, the hierarchy is built, how everything works there. I think this is going to be great to see. But the one that I'm really excited to see personally, the Brave and the Bold, it's going to be Batman yeah. and his son, Damien, who is going to be a little like cracker jack to put it very PG. are you are you a damien fan i'm not but all this is telling me is if they're doing it right nightwing exists in this world and so does red hood and red robin so like that's gonna be great to see like see how they in like literally introduce those characters i'm i'm tepid about almost every project they announced i'm not sure how i feel about any of them um i i know people really love that grant morrison run on batman i'm not that big of a fan of it to be honest i'm not a big damien fan Um, well do you think now okay spoiler alert for those who haven't read this run this run is famous because nightwing is dick grayson's batman for dick grayson is for for like a good chunk of it yeah exactly yeah do you think they're gonna do that I don't. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll stick with Bruce Wayne as Batman, um, especially because it appears that, uh, like James Gunn said, they're focused. They want to focus on like the father and son aspect of it. I yeah. think that's what they'll they'll focus on. It is interesting because it's it's a it's a Superman movie take that we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen Batman and his son in a movie together, so it's something new. I always love something new, but you know, I don't know. We'll see. 
Is uh, he going to be an abusive father? Tune in to find yeah. out. Da- Damien is a character. I do like Damien as a character, but he's some of the people who like he can be written so badly to where he's just yeah. plain annoying. And that's a problem. And it, it could ruin the movie, to be honest. Uh, his the, the Superman project they announced. We didn't hear much about it, but James Gunn is writing it. I don't know if I want a James Gunn Superman movie. I'm just going to be honest with you. I I like some of James Gunn's movies. I think he's pretty hit or miss for me, but like his comedy is like half and half for me. Sometimes I think it's really funny. Sometimes I think the jokes are terrible. I don't know if it's the vibe I want in a Superman movie, you know? So you think he's going to be like a funny Superman movie? Like he's going to be like, ha ha. Like I've never Gunn's seen James Gunn write a movie that wasn't like half dumb comedy he just he that's what he makes i don't i don't know i don't know what to expect if if james gunn goes full serious with it i'm interested in seeing what that is but that's just never been what he does so i don't know the green lantern show does sound interesting i'm a big green lantern fan um he's my favorite dc character my like my favorite extended universe in the dc world um and i'm a huge fan of true detective it's again, it's not necessarily like if you ask me like what vibe I want for a Green Lantern show, I wouldn't say it's true detective. That's what I want. I that's, wouldn't either. That no. seems it seems like a weird combination. The Green Lanterns tend to be, you know, more like uh, lighthearted stories for the most part. You know, there there's things like Blackest Night that get pretty dark. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, Hal Jordan's kind of a jokester. You know, Guy Gardner's kind of a jokester. Kyle's kind of a jokester, too. Um and I, I think that this will probably end up, I think they're going to use Jon Stewart, I would imagine. I think that's most people who know Green Lantern are probably known from the cartoon, right? So Give me a Kyle Rayner for the Justice League. Let these two guys be off on their own universe. Give me Kyle Rayner for the Justice League. <laughs> I like Kyle quite a bit. Kyle's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, I just... Uh, I'm like wait and see with every single project that they announce because I just, I don't... I don't know yet. You got to prove it to me. You know, I'm not going to get hyped for something that I I, do, I just don't know about. Mike uh, Larkey saying Superman dance scene incoming. Yeah, that's exactly what I expect from a James Gunn movie right there. Um, But yeah, I, I do like that there's somebody out there who is just like, hey, here's the plan. DC now has a plan. They're going to tell us an entire phase of things beforehand. Now, what is interesting to me, AJ, is that they announced that like the Green Lantern show is going to set up things that come down in the future. Like yeah. they're they are going to be tying things together throughout all these things, and they're titling the they're titling this first chapter "Gods and Monsters." Do you have any theories about why they're calling it that? What might be the overall story for this first chapter? I think they're trying to set the tone for the dc universe this is the first chapter in what is seemingly going to be a multi-chapter run of movies and tv shows that intertwine into one multiverse so i genuinely think that this is and why he's chosen all these movies particularly is to set up that universe and to give you that grand background painting for like, for example, when he was talking about, uh, you know, the Superman legacy, 
that obviously you have to introduce the main two guys, which Superman and Batman. But you also have to introduce introduce Wonder Woman, and to do that in a way that isn't hasn't already been done as recently as the past with Gal Gadot. Paradise Lost is a great way to do that because you're introducing the entire Amazonian race as a whole before Princess Diana was even a part of their crew. So it allows you to see that, you know, you know, all of the Amazonian culture and their world and give you that bigger, you know, understanding of what can take place especially with the lanterns too it's not just earth this can take place in multitudes of worlds beyond our galaxy uh i also think that you know booster gold is going to be a funny one because it shows the future and time travel is going to be something that's very apparent and then finally swamp thing for monsters and the creature commanders commandos for monsters because it shows you that in this world, you know, the superheroes are the gods, but there still are monsters like werewolves and Dracula and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else is going to be in the creature did, commandos. Didn't DC, didn't, DC, yeah. Yeah, didn't DC have the Frankenstein comic where he was like a yeah. like agent of sword or whatever? That comic was dope. Yeah, I think he's going to be in the creature commandos with his like wife and like. Do you remember the uh, the Demon Knights comic that was like at the beginning of the new 52? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, that comic was so dope. I hope that they do that because it was awesome. I, I think what was talked about is that like Weasel from uh, the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker is uh, he's supposed to be the lead character or the really? like intro character for that. And it's all animated because they're like, what we wanted to do with the show would be millions of dollars. but We could do it animated for way less. So I think that's the mentality with that. Yeah, the way that they pitched that show where they were saying like, there's they're like mixing different styles of animation and i think they even said that there's going to be like some bits of it that are done live action and stuff it sounds like a wild show and like i'm i'm interested in at least seeing what like the production of that looks like um but let's see let's take let's take this conversation into the next segment which we do every single week off the top three where aj and i put together top three lists off the top of our head because i got I got one for you, AJ. I want to know what your top three comic book runs are of all time. Ah, okay. All right. That's that. That's going to be a little difficult for me. Uh, I would say number one is the Grant Morrison Justice League run uh, in the 90s. Like that. That's one of my favorite runs. Uh, it's also Superman Red, Superman Blue. Yeah. That they also that's also when you're introduced to what I like to call now the Jason Momoa Aquaman with with long hair and like beard, and it's not like uh like you know very. He's he's got the hook hand in that the one, hook right? hand yeah he's got yeah. the hook hand it's great. Um, they also do some weird 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 like adventures that are like very trippy and like very Grant Morrisony. Um, I've been really reading reading this uh like. David and Nyuk Justice League run, or Young Justice run, which I'm liking. Oh, yeah, okay. So it was like uh, early 90s. I got like a couple of them right. It's all actually, it's the entire Young Justice. It was written by these two guys. So yeah, it's the original Young Justice comic. It's pretty dope. It's pretty good. I like it. Uh, oh, and then hmm. I'm going to say like the Ultimates. 
Like just the I just reread the Ultimates runs. last year, and I was surprised how well it holds up. I think it was just like it was a time in like right when uh, 9-11 happened. It was like right after that. And these writers were trying to create superheroes that were uh, more realistic, more steeped in reality. And there was something about like the ca- the characters in that that made it actually feel like palpable and real. And they they themselves helped out in the 9-11, you know, attacks and stuff. and showed that superheroes were just as good as like everyday you know first line responders first appearance cool. of the um the samuel L. jackson version of uh nick fury exactly yeah the, I, was just uh, I love the thor from that comic oh, great. The weird hippie where you don't know if he's actually a god or if he's just a crazy person it's just a crazy homeless man yeah like yeah like that i i really liked that like uh you know, I was definitely hoping to see some more of that influence in the MCU, but they went. It full. started. It started off that way. It started off. It, it felt, felt like really it was. ultimate, yeah. and then yeah, they went kind of back to the six one six stuff after. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think those are my three. All right, so now I got to like throw list. you. I, I'm going to do something similar though. Um, okay. Three. DC movies or TV series that you want to see based off of characters and or runs specifically okay. runs because like, you know, movie can be like a run. So I'm just going to do these as they come off my head. Not really ranking. I'm going to go first. I want the green lantern, green arrow. One of my all time favorite comic runs, uh, Hal Jordan and green lantern. I think green arrow have, just like... hanging out a road, road tripping across the country. It's, it's so sweet. You have to have uh, one episode focused on drug use with a speedy character. Speedy, then. yeah. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, it, it has to happen or else it's not good. Um, I would like a... Oh, this is tough. Ruth I... is just like ripping into my choices. Yeah, anyway. she didn't like your choices. She didn't like See, my choices. I want to say Final Crisis, but it's totally unadaptable. So I'm just not going to do it. I just want to throw it out there. Um, I would do, uh, and th- I mean, this is the movie that we were supposed to get and it just never came out, but like a, a Batgirl, uh, inspired by Batgirl of Burnside and that early, like new 52, like she's a teenager run. I love that stuff so much. And then I would say I would want an adaptation of Tom King's Mr. Miracle. Um, that, that comic is one of the best comics I've ever read. I think it's amazing. And like it would be, it would be extremely hard to adapt, and because that comic is so crazy and does stuff that you can only do in comics. But yeah. like, figure out a way to do that in film, and like, be it'll great. be the best superhero movie ever made. You know what? That actually made me think of what happened to that Static Shock movie that was supposed to happen by Michael yeah. B. Jordan. Like, what happened to that? Because like, I was like, Static Shock would be another good sh- like movie to see or show. Uh. Or an impulse one. That'd be good too. Yeah. You, you know who's um one of my like favorite, like super like D tier comic book characters from DC is uh Vibe. Oh you yeah. Know, vibe. Vibe would be fun. I can love vibe. Just give me James Gunn, you're the king of D list characters. Just give me one D list like Titans. Give me a Titans of the uh like East Coast or Titans of the West Coast, you know? Give me or, give me um Give me something like that. Like, uh, it'd be like, um, 
I mean, the Marvel comic Exiles, where it's like a bunch of like random mutants who like jump from like world to world. Like I want like a I want like a just D tier like that kind of stuff. Just like the wildest characters. Kite Man, do something with Kite Man. Yeah, I mean he got a lot of a lot of fame and attention because of the new Harley Quinn animated series that came out. Ooh. I'm burping up a storm over here, trying not to on camera. But yeah, I mean, there there's so many, so many really cool DC comics that you can go down the run of. Like, uh, they're doing the Swamp Thing thing that I hope is takes a lot from Alan Moore's uh, Swamp Thing, or even um, Jeff Lemire's Swamp Thing run from, you know, what, it must have been like ten years ago now, but felt like it wasn't that long ago. Um, but you yeah, there's, there's so many you, cool stuff. You know, what would make me so happy is at the end of cons. Uh, at the end of, I just gave it away. But at the end of Swamp Thing, they do like a uh, little teaser, and it's uh, Keanu Reeves doing the oh, next Constantine. Bringing back Keanu Reeves for Constantine would be well. They say it. They so apparently Keanu has uh, been adamant and called the Warner Brothers every like year for the past who knows how many years since Constantine was done, saying he wants to do Constantine too. And apparently they just greenlit it. So Keanu is coming back to do Constantine too. I think it, this is a perfect opportunity to t- James Gunn to just tie Keanu into the DCU. You know, you know John Constantine. Let me let me let me throw you out an idea, and you can tell me if this is better or not. Okay. Bring back the the TV version of Constantine we had a couple years ago because that show was Matt really Ryan. Cool. Yeah, bring back bring back that version of Constantine. Give him his own movie. And Keanu Reeves plays the devil in that version of Constantine. I wouldn't be opposed because that John Constantine was really good. He played that role very well. That felt way. That's like comic accurate Constantine. I I love the Keanu Reeves movie. It's really awesome, but it's not like actually like. No, you're right. It doesn't feel like Constantine. It doesn't feel like Hellblazer. You know, it just brings back Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Just little hints at the past would be great. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I would, I would enjoy that. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's Don't Cause a Ruckus, man. This was a good show. I like this one. We talked a lot about comics, which is you oh, know, something I really like. Um, if you like the show, you can check us out. We're live every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time here on twitch.tv slash sports or youtube.com slash at sports. It also goes up as a VOD over on the YouTube, and it's available on all the podcast services on the fan controlled podcast network where there's a bunch of other really great shows but until next time keep the ruckus to a minimum this has been a presentation of the fan controlled sports and entertainment podcast network if you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us please reach out at content at fcf.io